Hey there, BFFs. This episode, Heather and I talked to Sarah Davis, author of the DIY home decor blog, Sincerely Sarah D. She has over 100,000 followers on social media and has partnered with big names like Home Depot, Delta Faucet, and Bear Paints. Sarah is an absolute sweetheart, so get ready for some honest and encouraging conversation. wonderful to see a fresh face. I'm just so excited to get to know you today. I'm really excited to be here. Me too, Sarah. We want to know everything about you from day one. We want to start from the very beginning, from when you were a teeny tiny little child, and we want to know your background. We know you're creative. You're, do you have an art background? There's so many things because you don't have a lot of personal information on your blog. I know I'm a private person, but I'm, I'm really excited to share with you ladies today. So yeah, should I, do you want me just to begin from the beginning? Yes. We want to hear right from the beginning. Like okay. were you always creative, like as a really young child, were you creative or was this new and as an adult? We're all about being brave, but you are on different level of brave, Sarah, because you've got a skill saw and a nail gun, and that's a different level of brave. <laughs> and so how did, I mean, how did you first get started with all that? And how did you say, I can do that? We want yes, to know. It, it's been a, it's been a progression for sure. But um, just kind of going back to the beginning, I, I believe I was created to create. And so from a very young age, um, I had a grandmother who was incredibly talented and would sew, and that was her gift and her talent. And my mother, um, my mom is very creative as well. And so I think it was just passed down and I, I would watch these women just create within their home, like whether it was sewing or decorating. And so I just naturally found myself doing the same. And I remember at a young age, I was, um, I would, I would enter coloring contests all the time. And so I won lots of coloring contests and I was like, okay, you know, that gave me a little bit of confidence. And um, then I started sewing, which I don't sew today, which really makes me sad, but I used to hand stitch stuff and I'd make my family pillows. I was always doing handmade gifts for our family. And then I was probably the only elementary aged kid with a Victorian themed room. We're talking doilies on the, you know, on my dresser and like just fancy lace everywhere. I was obsessed with Victorian decor. I love it. I love it. I have one of my LPs went through a stage like that. And um, it's just, it's, she was into collecting tea, tea sets, yes. you know, that were very Victorian in nature, all covered in, in flowers. Oh, I yes. love that. Yeah. So that was like, I just, I've been creating from day one. And then um, I actually, I grew up in a very small town. And so I had taken some art classes and I really wanted to go into art going into college. And so I just remember that first day of my freshman year of college, I entered the art studio and I never came back like because well I shouldn't say I never came back I did not come back I actually went straight to the registrar and dropped that class because I was terrified I just felt like I wasn't good enough like I saw everyone else around me who seemed to know what they were doing and I had only had a few art classes under my belt and so yeah I just dropped that and then picked up marketing business major and then two years into college I was like oh I was just dying because I needed to create again and so I went back 
and picked up a secondary major. I was braver, went back, picked up that secondary major in art and design, and then graduated with a double major in business and art. Wow. wow. So when did you start your blog? So then kind of fast forwarding, um, I, out of college, I worked at a greeting card company, Loved that job. It was super creative. I felt alive, but then, um, we had our first son and I was going to try to keep that job. And, um, it was an hour and a half commute where we had to move because of my husband's job. And I just was like, we realized this was just the best decision for our family was for me to stay at home. And I hate to act like that was not a fun time for me because I'm so thankful I had that opportunity, but I was kind of slowly dying inside because I wasn't, I didn't have any time to create or I wasn't finding time to create. And so after three kids, when my youngest was about two, I decided, Sarah, it's time to like start doing something for yourself. Like take care of yourself so you can be a better mom and wife. And so I just started, um, I was, I had been painting forever in our house. I was always painting walls when Steve would travel for work. That was like what I did while he was gone. He'd come back and there'd always be something painted. He was like, oh, Sarah, we're losing square footage because of how much you paint. <laughs> but then um, with my, I know, but with my greeting card background, I ended up starting a business, which is where Sincerely Sarah D came doing stationery. So that's why the name Sincerely Sarah D. And so I started just doing stationery and invitations for people. And so that was my creative outlet. And then at the same time, I was still doing my home decor projects. And um, one of my friends was like, you need to start a blog, Sarah. And so I did. And um, slowly I realized I love that blog and that creating decor and sharing tutorials so much more than I did the stationary side. And so I eventually dropped the stationary side and just went all in on the blog. So what are the ages of your children now? So I have two boys and a girl. Okay. My oldest just turned 15 and got his driver's permit just the other week. Oh, I have a, oh my goodness. Yeah, it's, a new, it's we, exciting we, but scary. Oh, we love it when a child gets their driver's license in either of our homes, they get a grocery mm -hmm. list the same. Oh, yeah, I love that. I'll remember <laughs> that when he gets his actual license. That's so a my, celebration. Yes. My boys are 15 and then I have a 12. He's almost 13. So we're almost up to two teens. And then my daughter is nine. Okay. I have a nine-year-old as well. I saw that. That's, is it a girl or a boy? A boy. A boy. boy. Okay. So this is third grade and he cannot remember his homework. That's what yes. we're going through right wow. now. How about you? We, she's in fourth grade and yes, she, um, she's a dreamer and I love it. She's very creative, but, um, yes, <laughs> schoolwork yeah. is it's, it's a, not it's, yes it's a struggle, <laughs> it's a struggle. So how about your blog so how many so you started with zero followers my mom so let's say I started with one okay yes my mom we can was relate. yes <laughs> and um I would say now across social media um probably about well it's over a hundred thousand followers across um social media and then yeah my blog and so I first when I first started that first year, I don't even count towards my blog career because it really was just my mom and family commenting. But when I officially went public, I went from, I don't know, just a few page views, my mom and my sisters in January to that same May getting my first sponsorship post. And by summer, I had a post that went viral and I was seeing like two, two to two, two, two to 250,000 page views a month. And so that was awesome. Wow. Yes. Wow. 
And I'm was not saying so, I have that now. Was that yeah. surprising to you? It was so surprising. Cause I was like, why in the world? This is, this is crazy. Like, why are people actually following me? But um, a lot of that just had to do with like, I had, they were all about paint and it was, I'm sorry. I thought I had turned off my clock. You're fine. <laughs> you hear that? That's <laughs> beautiful. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry. I thought I had turned it off for you no, guys. We but, hear real life. We love real yes. life. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, it was just, it was lots of painting projects. That's kind of where Sincerely Sarah D began, just simple painting tutorials and just simple ways to update your home on a budget. And one of the posts that went really crazy that year was how to paint a faucet because we had moved into our home. It's just so funny because now I love brass, but when we first moved in, I didn't love brass. So I was trying to make it all that bronze oil rub bronze color. And so I painted faucets and shared that. And so it was just, yeah, simple ideas for how people can kind of customize their home for themselves. I does love your, that. I mean, too, does your husband get involved in these projects? He did not originally, but oh my goodness, he's been amazing. He did not, he doesn't really have much of a background with being a handyman. So we've learned along the way. And so our first project together was actually our dining room wall, which I don't know, you guys can probably see it behind me there. But um, so our dining room wall, wall was our first project and it's this pan, the square paneling that we did. And Steve and I didn't know what we were doing, but we did it, it took us forever. We didn't even have an air, like a, um, we actually did it by hand with nails. I didn't have any sort of equipment. And um, so we went from that. So I'm trying to think that would have been in 2014. And then in 2018, we actually remodeled our kitchen from like gutted the kitchen and completely remodeled on our own. So we've, we've learned a lot along the way. We've messed up a lot along the way, but we've also <laughs> learned just from, you know, reaching out to friends who are experts, watching lots and lots of YouTube videos, reading others, people's blogs. And so, yes, he's been amazing. He's been a trooper for sure. So it's been a learning experience for both of us. Do any of your children have that DIY bug? Do they, do they want to jump in and help? And what in the world do you do with your kids while you're doing a project? Well, so when we first, when I first started, they were young. And so they were just in the way, but, and they'd want to help initially. And oh my goodness, that it just took forever. So if you, if I go back to the beginning days of my blog pictures, my kids are in those pictures with like a little paintbrush or if like I'm working on a room, I think one time I remember creating a cardboard house for them to paint so they could paint that while I was working on a space, but they have no interest now. Like they're, they, they're proud of me, which is very sweet of them, but yeah, they don't have any interest to join in on the projects, unfortunately. My middle is interested in graphic design, but none of them seem to be interested in DIY, unfortunately. I think they're uh, worn out from it. Yeah, they you can come really... back to it. Maybe. It's yeah, it's their, it might be their age more so than anything. Yeah, having teenagers. They're funny, though. Like, you know, they'll come home from school and I'll be working or I'll have completely painted a space a different color. They don't even say anything. It's just like, <laughs> it's so common, the poor kids. It's white noise now at your house. Right. Your room, it's just white noise. <laughs> right, exactly. Isn't that sad? <laughs> so are you a perfectionist? That's what I'm really curious about because early into my marriage, and we just celebrate our 25th anniversary, but we, Congratulations. thank you. We would try to do projects together, paint projects, just various projects. 
And I think both of us, when it comes to that, our expectations are so high that we couldn't meet each other's expectation. Does that make sense? Oh, it definitely makes sense. Okay. Um, yes. So I am honestly surprised our marriage survived that kitchen remodel that I talked about. Looking back, it was like, I'm like, I of course remember only the good parts, but we worked nights and weekends and we were driving each other crazy. But yes, to answer your initial question, I am a perfectionist. Um, poor Steve. <laughs> but I guess I also know... I am a perfectionist, but I also realize that we are doing it ourselves. And as much as it, I see all the imperfections, I just have to remind myself that the normal person's not going to come in and see my mistakes. And yeah. I've learned that along the way because I'm always, I always tell people, and I need to stop saying this when they come into our house and, you know, they step forward to look at one of my projects or the, the wall or the kitchen. I'm like, step back. Don't get too close. There's lots of mistakes, but that's just kind of how life is, right? It's messy. You it know, is so it. messy, Sarah. Yes. <laughs> and full of Very. mistakes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Speaking of messy, okay, I want to ask you about wallpaper because it's a huge <laughs> trend right now. And I know there's a lot of peel and stick wallpaper out there. I personally don't get along well with wallpaper, so I'm too afraid to try. But that wallpaper mural behind your piano yes. is so gorgeous. So talk to us about wallpaper, like for the brave, maybe some tips, because you make it look so easy. I watched one of your videos and I was like, mm, it looks so, you make it look so easy. So talk to us about oh, that. Oh, sure. Well, it really is a lot easier than you think. Like the first time it was a little bit of a struggle and I sweated a lot, but um, once you get it down, it's like riding a bike. And I just... Um, the reason I was actually brave enough to do it was I remember growing up, wallpaper was really popular. And I just remember my mom going over and helping, you know, some, a friend wallpaper a space. And so I, I just remember watching her do it. So I never once thought about hiring it out. Like, that's just what you do. You do it yourself, which not that there's anything wrong with hiring it out just to let you know. But for me, I was like, I'm going to try it. But I actually, the reason we started with wallpaper in our home, Steve was very against it because he had had a job while he was in school um, for, with apartment maintenance. And so he spent a lot of time ripping down wallpaper. And he was like, Sarah, we will never have wallpaper in our home. And I was so sad because wallpaper was starting to come back and I loved it. And so I thought I had bought that removable stick wallpaper, that you know sticker wallpaper. And when it came, I realized it was not. It was traditional wallpaper. And I loved it so much. I was like, Steve, I made a mistake. It's not it's not the removable wallpaper. And he's like, well, just go ahead and try it. And so I did. And then it kind of just became a slow progression. Like he didn't mind it so much. And then I would slowly just add one more wall here, one more wall there. But to kind of go back to your question of, um, it's, it actually is really easy. I do think traditional wallpaper, meaning pre-pasted wallpaper, that's the best way to go. Even over that sticker wallpaper, the removable kind, because the sticker wallpaper doesn't give. Whereas this pre-pasted wallpaper, you can shift it and adjust it on your wall. But yeah, I just think it's, it's fun. And um, I will say the sure strip wallpaper is the best. Look for anything that says sure strip because it should come off easier. At least that's what I tell my husband. That's how I talk to <laughs> every new wall wallpaper. Where do you get your inspiration from, Sarah? When I look at your blog and I see all these beautiful rooms and I did notice in your family room, you painted the walls dark 
and the fireplace white, which I love. I would have never thought to do that. So do you, are you a magazine lady? I love, I love to sit and look through magazines. Are you a magazine lady or, or do these ideas just pop into your head? So um, I try, I'll, I, I follow a lot of other bloggers and designers, but I try not, this is, I try not to get too much inspiration from them because I'm trying to be original, which there's not an original idea out there. But I will say most of my inspiration comes from old homes. My favorite thing in the world to do is to tour old historical homes. My poor kids, they're great about it. They just go along with it because they like history. So we tour lots of homes. We do lots of history oriented uh, family vacations together. And so that really inspires me. I lots, I watch lots of um, period pieces like Downton Abbey. Oh, yeah. I'm just really inspired by those older turn of the century homes because they just seem classic and not trendy. And so that's been my goal with our house, especially because the outside kind of has this French chateau style that you can't tell if it was built a hundred years ago or 10 years ago. And so I try to keep that in our house while keeping it modern, if that makes any sense. So I call myself sophisticated traditional modern. I just made that up. <laughs> well, I, I like it. it. Yeah. Yeah. We love your style, Sarah. Thank you guys. So do you set a deadline for yourself for these projects? Because if I don't set a deadline, I don't seem to get things done. Do you have to do that? Or are you just self-motivated enough to, to get in there and get the job done? It's a combination of both. And I think going back to that perfectionist um, in me, I can't handle an unfinished project. And so that drives me crazy, but I had the pleasure of working with brands. And um, so they often give me deadlines for projects. And so maybe something's sponsored by a paint company and, you know, it's due in two weeks. And so that really gets the fire going. Right. That get would the make project sense. Done. Yeah. Uh-uh. yeah, that would make sense. So do you ever feel like, and we've, we ask everybody this, but cause I mean, I know I've battled this and seems like everybody we've talked to does. Do you ever battle imposter syndrome? Like, can you expand on that a little bit more? Like, yes. Do you ever feel like, what if they realize that I'm not who they think I am on the computer? What if they meet me and they go, oh, do you, oh. does that make sense? Oh do my goodness. Ever, yeah. You don't want to disappoint anyone. That's oh, what I mean. Yeah. Now, we found that most really accomplished women, especially, battle this. Yes. Mm-hmm. They no, feel like, who am I to tell somebody how to remodel their kitchen? Or what if some, you know, like you say, stand back, don't look too close, like that sort of thing. Oh, definitely. Yes. Um, yes. This, it's been a struggle all along there. I just, I mean, like any other person, I deal with a roller coaster ride, you know, one minute you feel like, okay, I've got this. I know what I'm doing. The next minute you're like, yeah, I'm, I don't even know what I'm doing. And I'm, people are looking at me as an expert and I'm not because a big thing for me early on was that I did not have my interior design degree. And I actually looked into that, like picking that up. And I just had someone say, Sarah, like, you have a, you have a business background and an art background, like what are you doing? But yeah, you, you kind of feel like you have to get certain degrees or certifications to be that expert. And I don't know if anyone actually ever 
I just, I am curious if anyone actually gets to that point where they're completely confident, but yes, I do feel like I'm an imposter at times. And um, I do wonder if that's why I kind of shy away. I'm not really big on Instagram stories and I don't do live anything like Facebook lives unless a brand asks me to do it and then I'm forced into doing it. But um, I also struggle with having um, almost a second teenager now, but having teenage kids and just with my job, I have to be on social media so much. And so I struggle with them looking at me and say, well, mom finds her self-worth in that. Is that what we need to look for to, you know, to make us feel like that's a part of me. So I don't know if I'm making any sense, but yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. That makes perfect sense, Sarah, what you just yeah. said, because we have, we have young adults and teenagers and small children who are looking over my shoulder at times and I'm on Instagram and it, it is a weird battle that you inner battle that you fight sometimes I think with this. It's so hard because there are times where I'll be like, man, I really stink at this. You know, I'm, I'm comparing myself and um, I am like, I am a 41 year old woman. I should not be this insecure about myself. Like this is ridiculous, but yeah, it's hard. There's so many talented, creative people out there. And so it is just with this whole social media, I can't imagine planning a wedding during this time now. Like when we planned a wedding, we just had magazines, but now it's like your photographer has to be amazing. Your backdrops have to be amazing. Like it's all about the show versus what that wedding is really about, that marriage is about. But, and I'm not saying everyone's like that, but it is hard. Like life has gotten harder for everyone. Like we just have to look perfect all the time. I've been trying to be more real on Instagram because I um, have a friend neighbor who takes all of my pictures and she makes, I tell her whatever she puts through her lens is perfect. She makes my house look amazing, but my house is not perfect. It's a mess. And I think I shared recently on Instagram, my boy's room, how it actually looks, looks versus how I've shown on Instagram. Like we we're messy. We're a family. We live here. I don't expect my kids to live in a perfect house. Like we just don't like we live here, we use it. And so I'm trying to be good about sharing that. Cause I think I don't want to ever discourage people. I always want to encourage them because my gift is, I, I think my gift is um, teach like, especially women. I have a heart for women. I want them to be encouraged. And so, yeah, it's just hard because you don't want to see messy houses, but yet you do. So I don't know. I'm trying to find the balance of how to share real life. Well, we, uh, we love that about you because I, women are so, and we've talked about this. I, I, I cannot tell you how many women we've talked to about this. It, it, there's a lot of pressure out there. I mean, that people want to see a beautiful home, a size two, perfect skin. I mean, there, and there's no such thing. Perfection is so overrated. And I feel like perfection is so boring. I agree. I agree. It is boring because no one is perfect. But um, just going back to just my insecurities too, is um, I've never worried about my teeth. I had braces as a kid, but since brands have asked me to do some of these stories, which I stay away from, but all of a sudden I was like, I need to get my teeth fixed. Like they're terrible. I was just like, yes. But then I, so I had actually went in to get a consultation and I was like, Sarah, this is ridiculous. Like in, before all this Instagramming, you didn't worry about your teeth. And so it's just who I am and that's okay. And if people 
see, I have some crooked teeth. Like that's okay. Right. Like she's a real person. And I think people want to see that we are real people behind, behind that screen. We agree. That's what we try to share our real selves because it's a lot of pressure when you try to be perfect, even not just measuring up to other people, but just pressure on yourself to present perfection. And um, I think it interferes with, um, it, it interferes with sharing and communicating with other people. And it's really off-putting to me. If I think somebody else is completely perfect, I'm thinking. Right. I agree. I can't talk to them. (laughs) Right. Or I don't want them to come and see my home because. (laughs) That's what I do. I actually do get a lot of that from our friends, even our small group at church. They, we host it. Well, we did host it pre all this, but um, they all have, I had one friend who was, one couple at the small group who said, yeah, we're never going to have you come to our house. And it just made me so sad because I tried to explain to her, I was like, you know, this is what I do. Like, this is my job. And I realized this is totally not, this home is made up of, um, I get a lot of things for free, you know, from brands and partnership. And so I realized that the constant change and um, evolution of my home is not a normal person's because this is my job and I put all my time and energy into the house, which then again, that goes back to, am I doing the right thing? Like I, um, I will, I don't even know if this ties in, but I wanted to share this quote because I am such um, an advocate for, you know, finding your gifts and doing what you love and finding a way. Cause I think that brings you purpose. And I, I do find purpose right now, but I'm also trying to figure out how I'm going to use this, I'm still trying to figure out, like, I love decorating and I love sharing these tutorials, but how am I using it to glorify God? And so that's what, sometimes it feels really, really trivial. And so, but anyway, this quote from Irma Bombeck says, when I stand before God at the end of my life, I would hope that I would not have a single bit of talents left. And I could say, I used everything you gave me. And so that's kind of like something I'm constantly telling myself, like when I get discouraged, I'm like, just keep using your gifts and talents and he's going to use it for bigger things. I just, who knows what that is. Well, I think you are so encouraging, Sarah. I do. And you're so helpful. Think about how many people, how many of us out there, we want to do these projects, but we don't know where to begin. And so if it wasn't for people like you who are willing to share we, we wouldn't know. Not all of us have a checkbook that we can open up and write out a big check for a kitchen redo. So we, I mean, we appreciate what you do. Oh, thank you guys. We do. Really we appreciate what you do because mm-hmm. you're, you're just so real, Sarah. There's so many, you should put yourself out there more. Oh, I know. It's like, oh uh, yeah, it, I, I should, I should. I struggle with um, just sharing in general. Like I'm never the person like if I'm in a group, I'm not the first one to speak up. Like I'm the one who stays quiet and listens, but. And you're the most knowledgeable nine times out of 10. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know about me, but yes, um, I'm learning. I'm learning. Life's the constant, just man, I'm learning every day, something new. So when did you, oh, go ahead, Susan. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I hope you share more because you have such a sweet and encouraging spirit. Oh, thank you. Susan. And we, we ladies need that. We need to encourage each other. 
We do because so many people on Instagram and Facebook, they're only showing, like we said, perfection. And I, I mean, I hear women every day talk about how much they struggle and how much of a failure they feel like when they see these things on social media. So that it's, I think it's wonderful that you're willing to share that, that you're able to put these fantastic projects together, but also say, hey, look, this is, this is what it took. I mean, it was not an overnight HGTV project. Right. Yeah, and it definitely isn't. I've, I've made, for every um, success I've had, I've made a lot of mistakes along the way. I had lots of projects I didn't share, which I probably should have looking back. I actually went through and deleted a bunch of my earlier posts on the blog because they were so awful. And I wish I hadn't done that because it's a journey. And that's how I got to the point where I am. It's still going to be a journey. Always learning, always growing. Yes. Yes. Well, so do you have any big plans in the future? Anything that you're working on that, that you're excited about? Do you do a vision board? I'm a big vision board person. Oh, I love it. No, I do not do vision boards. I should. You don't do a vision board. No. I'm, so, I'm so disappointed. I want to see your vision board, Sarah. <laughs> no, but maybe, maybe Sarah, well, after 2020, maybe Sarah 2021 needs a vision board because this year I think has thrown us all for a loop. But yeah, I'd love to see your vision board sometime. That sounds fun. We'll share it with you. Susan said she's going to totally redo hers because we got all excited January 1. And of course, it looks totally different. Than <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm just like, what in the world? Like, just the, yes. Oh. I know. We just had twin hurricanes this week. So oh. I was like, yeah, it's 2020. Of course, we're going to have twin hurricanes. I don't think anything, to. anything surprises <laughs> us anymore. There's nothing that can surprise us now, right? That is true. That is true. (laughs) (laughs) Are you having trouble getting things for your projects? Um, Like you mean supplies? Just supplies. Thank you, Sarah. The the word just left me. (laughs) Um, No, surprisingly not. Um, Well, in the beginning of all this, oh my goodness, the hardware stores were like packed. I was like, look at all these DIYers. And I will say my numbers went crazy because everyone was at home doing projects and my page views went up. And so that was really fun just because people, now people are back to life, but no, um, I did have problems. Some, some brands that I was working with had trouble getting product to me. So a lot of our partnerships were on hold, which that was a little bit scary just because that is my source of income is, you know, working mainly working through sponsorships and, um, but no, generally it's been okay. Um, I was a little scared to go out in the beginning, like everybody, because we just didn't know what to do or expect. But I think I ordered a lot of stuff online. But nope, I, I just kept chugging through, kept doing the projects. I don't know. Well, that was the confusing part. You would go to Lowe's and half the people would have on a mask, half wouldn't. You would think, yeah. am I risking my life to pick up this right. tank today? Or <laughs> <laughs> which I, I never think twice about that. Of course you're going to. <laughs> <laughs> we have to have the paint. When, right, when, right. It, when you need to repaint, you just have yeah. to. You can't put, can't put that feeling off. Yeah, it was crazy, though, how many people were doing DIY projects. It was fun. But have, um, you, have you considered your own brand of paint? Have you ever considered putting your own yeah. brand out? 
Yeah, my husband Steve, and he's he's a has an entrepreneurial spirit, and he's always dreaming up ideas for me. And we've talked about it, and um, we've talked about paint. We've talked about some other, like I like wall treatments. We've thought about how to do something that could make life easier for other people with that. Um, but yeah, we just haven't. Again, I think it's that fear thing, and it's you need the money to fund it, and we just haven't taken that leap of faith yet. But we're talking. We keep talking about it brainstorming oh good good that's exciting okay I've got to tell you that your rolling library ladder excuse me your rolling library ladder is like like one of those things that I've always dreamed of my entire life (laughs) and so do you have some dream projects that are still on your list I do um yes but I have to tell you Susan that rolling library ladder was like all I wanted in life. Isn't that funny? And then it, then it, then it happened. And I was like, Oh, now what? Got it. So, um, which it is <laughs> so reached, fun. You reached the pinnacle. I know, life. I know. And that's bad. <laughs> but, um, I, again, going back to my love of old historical homes and like watching all those period pieces. Um, I want some sort of garden, like some sort of, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I have it in my head some sort of beautiful garden in the backyard that you can walk through. He thinks I'm crazy, but yeah, that's on my. Oh, that's perfect. And it looks like you've got a good bit of space. I love, absolutely love the post you did with the, the, um, the fire pit and the corn behind it. And then just the difference a few weeks. I I had to look at that like four or five times, you know, from nothing to like, a sea of green it was amazing it is amazing yeah Indiana is it it can be pretty isn't that funny how corn like even simple things like corn can be beautiful but yeah so we have um, a large field in our backyard and so it makes it feel like our yard's much bigger but and we we call it our fake country life because we're in a neighborhood but we back up to a farm field and so yeah we feel like we're living the country life while having the benefit of all these neighbors around us that's, that's the best of both worlds. Yeah. yeah, I was wondering if you had any outbuildings planned. <laughs> yeah, well, yes. But man, I know that's like a whole new ball game. We've never built a structure before. But yes, even I've talked about um, an actual fireplace, like a freestanding fireplace outside. We've talked about because we have a pool, like doing a cute little pool house. But it's just all a lot of talk right now. We're dreaming and scheming. Well, if you run out of home projects, Sarah, I have plenty at my house. <laughs> I don't know. I'm supposed to be a Southern girl. I say that all the time. I love your accents. I love monograms. I love boiled peanuts. Isn't that what Southern girls are supposed to be? Oh, so I what, love boiled guys? peanuts. Okay. Yes. And I love heat. So I'm like, what am I doing in the Midwest? I need to move South. You need to come visit, Sarah. We oh, would love, love to that. have you. That would be so much fun. That would be love great. That. Yeah, my son-in-law, I call him a Yankee, but he went to college at Purdue. Oh, that, yep, that's right up the road from us. Uh-huh. So, but we, I tease him and tell him that he's our Yankee son-in-law. <laughs> I love it. I and love he's it. enjoyed, I mean, he lived in the South for a small, short period, but he's he really enjoyed the heat here. Yes. I'm the same way. I just, our winters are dark and depressing, and so... I just, yes, I would love to move south, but all of our family's here, and that's been just such a blessing to have everybody close by, and so we'll just, we'll just travel south. Whenever we can travel again, we'll travel south. We'll come to Memphis. I would love love to have you. Um, 
uh, Amy Howard is in Memphis. Yes. Are you familiar with her? Amy Howard graduated from the high school that, well, the school that my daughter and graduated from and my sons go to now. And she oh, awesome. is really good to the students there as far as coming back and speaking and inspiring yeah. these seniors and juniors in high school. She's from what my daughter said, she's had several conversations with her and she is really a nice lady. She's amazing. Yes. And um, I'm actually partnering with them in the coming months on some things, but I actually had a quote from her that also is amazing. I don't know if, can I, can I say it real quick? I'm all about these quotes. Yes. So this is what Amy Howard said. This world needs what you hold. Treat every stage of life as a chance to learn and grow. Embrace where you are right now and he will use you. And I just think that's amazing because we all have a unique purpose and we just sometimes takes us a little while to find it, but it's there and he's going to use us. I love yes. that. Sarah. Oh, I do too. I needed to hear that today. Yeah. I, I think we don't have just one purpose in life. I think like we have different stages of life and we have different purposes in those stages. And that's, that's the challenge and the blessing that with each new stage, you get to discover a new purpose. Oh, I completely agree. And I see that you guys have talked about, I think one of you said you had 1.0, 2.0, and you were on 3.0 of your life. And then, yes, I agree. There have been stages. I've already gone through so many and I kind of feel like I'm starting to transition into another. I just don't know what that looks like. So, but yes, I think your purpose changes with each stage. Well, we can't wait to follow along and watch each stage of your life, Sarah. If you have something bigger planned than this, I can't imagine what it would be. <laughs> I really can't. Can you, well, Susan? You. I can't. You are doing it. You are, you are winning right now. You are. I need you guys around. You're like the best cheerleaders ever. Thank you. So um, we had, uh, before we moved into our current home, which is the home that I blog about, the most. The very first year I began blogging, I blogged at our old home. And so there was obviously that transition between the first home and our second home where I wasn't creating. And that was really, really hard. But once we got into our second home, I was like, okay, I'm going full in on this blog. I was so excited. I was all in. I was going to blog twice a week. And I had shared um, my blog name with the previous homeowners, the home we just left, just to let them see the projects that we had done in there. And um, they ended up creating a blog that basically was all about destroying the projects that I had done in that previous home. And it was, um, I won't say the name of it, but basically it was about, it was just the name included destroy and rebuild. And it was like, oh my goodness. Like at that point, I have never been so heartbroken in my life because I was so proud of what we had done in that home. And I know that looking back, it was not the best. I was new at it. But um, at that point, I was ready to quit the blog. Like it was just completely destroyed me. And luckily, my husband talked me through it and was like, Sarah, you're, you're bigger than that. You're stronger than that. You're braver than that. You, you've got to keep going. And so I did. And I'm so thankful. But yeah, that was a hard point, like just being completely crushed because all I had done was <gasps> being destroyed. I can't even um, imagine that. I cannot yeah. even imagine mm. But yes, but I've learned a lot from that, that whole instance, but yeah, so life can, life can stomp on you, but you just got to pick yourself back up and 
keep going. <clears throat> that is the theme of the week. You're better than this. Yeah. You're better than this. That's the theme it of the week. the theme of the week. It really is. It yeah. is the theme of the week. That's for sure. To feel like extending hospitality. And, yeah. and that's where the relationships flourish. And so I think never think that what you do is trivial. I think our surroundings um, contribute so much richness to our lives. So don't ever think that what you do is trivial. Thank you, Susan. Thank you so much for coming on with us today. I just, oh, this my is pleasure. Been, well, this has been a true gift for us just to visit with you. It really I has. Have, I have thoroughly enjoyed this. Me too. We need to do it again, ladies. I would yes. love it. Yes. I would love it. It's been an honor. So thank you so much. And I've enjoyed talking with you guys and you're too kind to think I'm interesting enough to be on your podcast, but thank you. This is Kim Dennison with Dennison Travel. Dennison Travel is a boutique travel advisory and we specialize in custom making itineraries that are designed just for you. We handle each detail, big and small, so that you can sit back, immerse yourself in the experience and enjoy the journey. When you're ready to travel again, we're here for you. So let us be your travel planning partner. Connect with us at denisontravel.com and don't forget to follow us on social.